everybody, and welcome to Arsenal X, Boss Rush's Xbox podcast. I am your host Jesse Douglas, and we've got the old, we've got the band back together today. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I can't, you know, I'm honestly, I'm kind of excited that it's the three of us that started started this, and we're getting to sit down and uh, the three of us, you know, I've been wanting this for a while. So, um, yeah, so I'm here, and uh, Corey is here as well. Hello. And Ed. Yes! Hi, everybody. Yes. <laughs> and, Why can't uh, you just do that for me, Ed? You know? <laughs> I always give you a yes. I know, but it was, it was, there was a half-hearted one before we started recording, and that one was like... <laughs> Well, Ed needs a hug, guys. Send yeah. Ed hugs. Send them. Send them some virtual hugs, <laughs> or some real ones if you live by them. Send me a man <laughs> first. They also yes. does that. <laughs> Ed's looking for a man, apparently. So, <laughs> all right. Well, this is a special episode of Arsenal X because. Someone's having a little anniversary this year, a 20-year anniversary. Yes, Xbox. And so I wanted to get some people together to just kind of go over our history with Xbox, you know, talk about all the things that we love about Xbox. And so I, you know, like I, as far as it goes for me, people know how much I love Xbox. I think I love it almost as much as Ed loves Nintendo, but it's close, I think. But yeah, so I um I decided to get get a bunch of people together and and kind of just, you know, celebrate our love for Xbox and and so we're going to start it off here though with uh with Corey and Ed and uh yeah, Corey Corey, would you like to talk a little bit about your history with Xbox and and the things that you that you love and uh, why why you've continued to uh, buy their consoles and and play their games? Yeah, uh, so I think like a lot of us, I mean, probably anybody who grew up playing Xbox, uh, well pre-xbox i guess would be like the dreamcast right like i mean yep. <laughs> jesse i know you and i have a deep love for the dreamcast and yep. ed shares some love for some dreamcast uh <laughs> but uh you know i mean we did a whole uh a whole uh a old, an old episode of standard definition when we were trying to figure out what that show is going to be on dreamcast it's somewhere available for you to listen to somewhere uh but I feel like most people with Xbox, their first experience was Halo, right? Mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, LAN parties with Halo is what everybody remembers the original Xbox was, and I'm no exception. Like, I, I the first time I ever saw an Xbox, Halo was running on it, and I thought that was the only game that was on Xbox for a long time. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I say that half as a joke, but also... I don't remember playing anything else on Xbox until Fable, right? Like, I mean, yeah. uh, going to friends' houses with the original Xbox, taking, making sure I had four controllers and my Xbox and a copy of Halo and 
all the cords and stuff and here we go right and remember the original xbox had those weird controllers that would like unplug halfway down the mm-hmm. cord in case you mm-hmm. like jerked it off so it, yeah. well, wow that <laughs> the design. you know what keep it in yeah. in case you yeah. like ripped the cord out and sometimes with wired controllers for people who <laughs> grew up playing with wired controllers like sometimes you would sneeze or like get mad and you would rip the controller and like it would pull your console out and unplug it or uh you know the the cartridge would pop out or like if you were playing a displaced console it would like freeze and be like and you would ruin the disc and have to you know trade it in and hopefully nobody would test it out before you traded it (laughs) Uh, but yeah halo was really the first game that drew me into xbox even though i wasn't really in the first person shooters at the time like there's just something about playing games on the Xbox. I remember they touted that it was more powerful than the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube, which mm-hmm. uh, was always something that had interested me in games, right? Like a better graphics and a better, you know, the, the big term they used with Halo and Halo 2 especially was bump mapping, which was, you know, they would, it, it was almost like, it, it, and you could tell back in the day, like, clipping and stuff really made bump mapping stand out but they would create the architecture of the character or the landscape uh using polygons but then they would use bump mapping to like create the textures like rocks or armor pieces or whatever and uh really make it more detailed than it actually was uh based on on the bump mapping and so uh yeah i just i just remember that and then uh I took my Xbox to college with me and Halo 2 never left the console. Like it mm-hmm. it was just the Halo 2 machine. And when my friends were playing Halo 2 and I was not playing Halo 2, I was <laughs> sitting in my bed playing like I don't know, probably some stupid GameCube or PS2 RPG like Baton Kados or Kingdom Hearts or something, right? Like mm-hmm. that's uh but when it was my turn to play Halo 2, I was in there playing Halo 2. Uh so Xbox meant a lot to me more when the 360 came out, I feel like, uh, because that's when more games started appearing on, on uh, that I would like to play. Like Gears of War was really the first game that drew me into the 360. Uh, not that I didn't enjoy games on the original Xbox, right? Like KOTOR was a great game, Jade Empire, uh, Stranger's Wrath, uh, you know, those Fable, obviously, but... Um, the 360 was really the console that drew me in and like I was like man this is Xbox is kind of doing some cool things here and uh, I got real into Gears of War for a long time uh, mm-hmm. Halo 3 was obviously a big deal Fable 2 was a huge deal you know the, the 360 was an amazing console I've, I've, I still believe that it was the best of that generation of consoles Uh and I, I I really like the 360. I really love Gears. Like Gears is one of my favorite franchises of all time. And I wouldn't have ever known like I if I wasn't into the Xbox, like I, I wouldn't I mean I would probably know that Gears existed, but you know, it's uh it's so intrinsically tied to that brand. Yeah. So Well uh, and the well you know, and the thing is is like you know, like 
it was what it was with the whole red ringing stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it's it was a testament that no, even though that was happening, people still would trade, you know, turn it in to get fixed or whatever because, like, it it something as massive of an issue like that, and it still did not stop people from wanting to continue to try to play, you know, games on it. And I right. mean, you know, like that's that's massive in my opinion. Like right <laughs> like i mean I it, it didn't turn people off people still no, wanted people, to buy them <laughs> when when the red ring happened like it was cheaper to it was almost cheaper to go trade in your broken box for a new box instead of sending it to microsoft to get it fixed right i mean i know they fix a lot of boxes but like yeah i think i went through like four or five 360s and like i had the i had the i got a launch one and then when the Elite console came out, remember the the Elite, which was basically yeah. the launch console with a bigger hard drive, and it was black instead of white. That was the only difference. Uh, I got that, and then I got I traded that in for a Gears. It was like the Gears Two, maybe had a red console. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I traded in for that, and that one red ringed, and. Uh, I sent that one in to get fixed, but in the meantime, I got the 360S, which was the redesign. Yeah. And then I traded that in for the Halo 4 console, which was amazing. <laughs> that translucent blue yeah. 360 yeah. was just the greatest console ever. Dude, that console is still like, if you rank special, which Ed did on Boss Rush yeah. Games, you can check out Ed's uh, ranking of special edition consoles. That console is still, for me, at the top of the list well and you know and ed Ed, i know we've had this discussion before that like like when it comes to special edition consoles like xbox has done a tremendous job of just making you know cool cool looking consoles that really make you want to buy even if you already have one want to (laughs) buy or or trade in to get the new ones because like they've just they've really been doing a great job of, you know, coming up with these cool designs and looks and stuff. And it was the equivalent to the DS and really a lot of the 3DS when they did yeah. like special editions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? I remember, I remember the, the, I got a, I got an Xbox one when Titanfall. Well, no, I got an Xbox one. When was it? I forget when I got it because I played the original Titanfall on Xbox 360, which was a great version of the game, by the way. Uh, yeah. Bluepoint made it, which I know they do a lot of PlayStation stuff now, but uh, it was a really solid version of that game. But I remember when I got my Xbox One, I got Titanfall for it. And then, like, the I remember them, didn't they do, like, a special edition console for Titanfall? I know they did the controller. Yeah, the console, I, th- I feel like was white and orange. Yeah, I think I thought I they, thought they may have. I don't know. I, when I was researching, I maybe, didn't see. Maybe one. it was just a skin that somebody put on one. But I saw a Titanfall Xbox One console at my local used store, and I was like, "Man, I want that! I really want that!" And it might have just been a skin that somebody bought and placed and plastered on the console, right? But it looked yeah. really cool. Uh, Jesse, I know you had the Titanfall Xbox One controller. Yeah, yeah, I still awesome. do. 
yeah i still do it's it's a it's it's seen better days but yeah like so, the the, yeah. the the charging port is a little loose yeah <laughs> like well it, i mean when you use a console when you yeah. use like a controller every day right like i have controllers yeah. like that you know my yeah. that uh gray one with the green sticks that you had for a while mm-hmm. and then i ended up getting it because you had it and i was like i need that um that was man controllers were just so <laughs> now i now i have two awesome ones for my x my series x i have the blue one and that shock yellow one yeah uh, but anyways back to the xbox 360 it was like there's so many great games for that right like assassin's yeah. creed started there uh gear started there oblivion made rpgs big right mass effect right like mass effect is an amazing series uh i just re-downloaded the legendary edition to play through that uh because it's getting so many great uh it's getting a lot of great feedback um yeah sorry if i'm stumbling over words it's kind of late it's been a (laughs) yeah i know it's uh but yeah i I really like the 360, and uh, I started my Destiny journey on 360, and then my friends ended up getting PS4s, right? And that was the only reason why I got a PlayStation 4 over an Xbox One was because of uh, was because they were playing it on Destiny, right? And mm-hmm. I know in a couple months, as of this recording, it's not going to matter. They actually did a big crossplay beta this weekend, uh, but characters didn't transfer. Um, you know, I I played I loved Destiny, and that's where my friends were playing. So I got a PlayStation Four, and uh, I ended up getting an Xbox One a little bit after I want to say. No, I got it for Christmas. The Christmas the Master Chief Collection came out, oh, and yeah. uh, okay. and uh, which I think was like the year after it came out. Um, the big VCR someone which was just mm-hmm. oh boy that console was ugly but then like i mean you look at the redesign like the s and the xbox one x yeah. are amazing looking consoles i think it's the that's the best designs they've ever had like the series s and the series x are great looking consoles like there's something when it, it, especially like you look at the launch of the Xbox One and it was just like a bad launch, right? I'm pretty sure even the hardcore of Xbox fans can acknowledge that that launch yeah. was bad. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I would say the Phil Spencer era has been the best the Xbox has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, since yeah. the beginning of the 360, I would say. Uh, yeah. With, with Game Pass and just the ips that they seem to be you know really i i guess curating now yeah and and yeah. you know the studios they've purchased in the last couple of years and the lineup that we have moving forward like don't get me wrong quantum break and sunset overdrive and recore were all good to great games right i i yeah. still think quantum break is if you liked control i would play quantum break if you can play it it's yeah it's mm-hmm. essentially this a similar idea uh, Sunset Overdrive is, you know, we talk about it all the time, how great it is. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean, the, you know, just, I'll, you know, I've been kind of paying attention and 
I'm seeing, you know, a lot like more and more people who are picking up Xboxes who didn't buy an Xbox One, um, you know, that are now getting the new one if they could, or or getting, you know, like the 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 Xbox One X or or whatever they they can, and you know, because of Game Pass, and I've seen a lot of people playing. Uh, going back and playing Quantum Break and, you know, being like, this game was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. It's kind of like what we've seen, you know, with with uh, with Sunset Overdrive, where for a long time there, it was, you know, largely kind of just got lost in everything. It's, and, it's the Nintendo effect, where yeah. everybody who, who crapped on Wii U and then got a Switch and then playing most of all the Wii U ports on it, they'd be like, wow, I didn't know how good this game was. I know. We talked about that the other night, Ed, on our 250 episode part one for Pow Block, right? We were like, mm-hmm. I still stand by the Wii U has one of the best, like, it's my favorite Nintendo console in terms of the lineup of games, right? Like, you can say what you want about the gamepad. I know, <laughs> I know David and I had a little bad about the gamepad which man that was interesting side, side <laughs> tangent i yeah. made a pretty good joke towards david where like he had the switch high on his list of top nintendo consoles and the wii u pretty low right yeah. and i said how can you have the wii u so low and the switch so high when their library of games is almost exactly the same uh, <laughs> but you know i mean it, it wasn't i wasn't trying to be like yeah. you know harmful and in, in that joke it was just a joke yeah uh, yeah but you know it, it, if you look at the where how do how do we get on this topic <laughs> what are we what were we even talking about how many this oh because the series yeah. exit game pass yeah. playing oh, all yeah. the like, I, you know master chief collection is you know doing their kind of seasonal battle pass type thing where you get cool armor and skins and stuff, which I think was a great idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that they continue that with, uh, with, with infinite coming out. Like I still hope the master chief collection gets this stuff because I, I still feel like classic halo uh, is classic halo. Right. But also Mm -hmm. I think, I think infinite needs to be its own thing. And people who want classic Halo can play the Master Chief Collection, and people who want new Halo can play Infinite, right? Like, I, I feel mm-hmm. like... Uh, I feel like their IP, like, even though they haven't had a lot, uh, you know, since since uh, kind of buying studios and uh, kind of, I would say, hitting the reset button when Xbox One didn't launch well, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, we still got... We still got a bunch of Halo. We still got a bunch of Gears. We still got a bunch of Forza. Sea of Thieves is yeah. so massive, man. Like, like well, that. Like that's the thing is, it's it's like, it's like Minecraft and a lot of those games where where there there's these massive followings, mm-hmm. and just because we don't hear about it, you know, those games in the news every single day, like mm-hmm. there's still so many people playing that stuff and like it's just they it's got its mind of its own just kind of off doing its thing and it doesn't care whether people talk about it or not because it's it's just like it's perfectly fine what it is you know kind of you know like in in a lot of ways the way nintendo has handled things Mm -hmm. they don't care if people 
you know, want to talk about certain things or whatever, they're going to do things. And, and it's, you know, and some of the, of Microsoft's games have kind of, they found their, their area and they've existed in those areas and they're going to go on strong regardless of who's what people think or want to say about it or don't want to say about it. You know, like (laughs) they've got massive, like grounded too. I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, I like grounded. I don't get to, I don't play it a whole lot, but I do like to go back to it and just kind of play it. And and I do like what it is. They did say that their updates are going to be more uh, frequent. They're going to be bigger, I think, and less frequent, but more substantial. I yeah. think is what they said because I think they're getting closer to a 1.0 launch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I think Microsoft's doing a really good job of and and it, I think those this is a really good thing for some games to do is to let people have you know like they're saying things and you know like really look to the fans and the people who want these games to see you know kind of figure figure things out and see what what they want them to be you know right um but but yeah i mean i i think i think with you know you brought up sea of thieves i think them kind of nurturing that was kind of uh their first step into seeing what they wanted to do in future games right like we're seeing Mm -hmm. forza motorsport kind of take that approach it seems like where it's just going to be Forza Motorsport and they're going to do like a seasonal thing or, a, you know, that I, I, I really feel like that Forza is primed to be that for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Halo Infinite seems like that's the route they're going to take with that game is uh, kind of this is going to be if you want to play Halo, Halo Infinite's going to be the Halo game for the next so many years. Right. Uh mm-hmm. Buying the studios like Ninja Theory, giving them a chance to do what they want to do with, you know, and Hellblade was such an amazing experience. And that Project Mara looks like something that's going to be right up your alley, Jesse. Uh, it's scary yeah. and weird. And, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of, I mean, it's a, it feels like a, a Jesse game. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I really like what Xbox is doing, and I feel like that they have the games that I want to play. You know, and, and it's not necessarily first party stuff, but like a lot of the games that I want to play run better on Xbox. They have more interesting ideas on Xbox. Like Destiny will run at 120 frames a second on Series X. I don't I don't really know what the perks are on on PlayStation 5, but like I love Destiny. I have it installed on every single Xbox that I own, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. uh Gears is one of my favorite franchises. I think Gears 5 was one of the best games Microsoft has ever made in terms of story combined with gameplay mechanics and uh, character development and stuff. Like, you know, they're always getting compared to Sony who has, you know, a first-party game coming out every three to six months, right? Like, we just saw the Horizon state of play last week as of this recording. It looks incredible. It looks incredible. Yeah. Um, looks amazing. I want I want to see Xbox hit that level of of game, right? Like Horizon's my favorite IP from Sony. Like I mm-hmm. I don't not it's big open world game. It's got a cool story. It's not dark, right? Like it's it's not you know 
The Last of Us, which I don't like, right? Like, I just don't like The Last of Us. Sorry, everybody, for that hot take. But I, <laughs> aside from the dark story and just, like, making me feel uncomfortable the entire time I'm watching it or playing it or whatever, it's like, I don't think it plays very well. I don't I don't think the mechanics of the game are great. Like, I, I just don't like The Last of Us. Um, but Xbox is always being compared to them and saying that they don't have enough games like Sony or which I don't think they need to, right? Like, I think they got enough diversity that's going to mm-hmm. switch it up, right? Psychonauts is coming out. The Outer Worlds is going to be a huge IP for them moving forward. Avowed is going to essentially... I think the Outer Worlds and Avowed are going to give them kind of room to make sure that games like Skyrim and Starfield, right? Like, mm-hmm. we didn't even get that far, but... Yeah, those games take forever to make. I feel like Avowed and Outer Worlds are going to give them their interstitial games, right? In mm-hmm. that kind of space, um, because Outer Worlds is basically a Fallout game, a small mm-hmm. Fallout game, right? Like I, yeah. I feel like that's what it is, and it's great. It's fun. I actually enjoyed what I played of it. Yeah, me too. Which I don't really like Fallout or Elder Scrolls that much because I always feel like I'm trying to you know do if there's too much to do it feels like at some point where they're just intimidatingly huge and i just don't want that where the outer worlds is like oh you can beat the game in 15 to 20 hours cool i'll give it a shot uh plus game pass is such a great idea i i don't know i just feel like xbox is hitting all the right notes for me and it's it's great i love seeing them succeed especially because like you hear that story where phil spencer had to like convince microsoft to keep xbox around you know yeah i'm glad they did because i feel like the platform uh especially in the phil spencer era is is such a unique experience it's such a accessible experience with the you know either the you can get the series s for what i like 300 bucks uh there's a lot of trade-in deals to where you could get it for less than 100 Right, mm-hmm. I know uh, game in in the U- in in uh, the UK okay. had like a wacky trade-in deal where if you traded in a PS4, Xbox One, or Switch with a membership to the to their store, you could get an, a Series S for forty bucks or forty pounds or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's insane. <laughs> and then with Game Pass, like being available through the cloud and in the browser and smart TVs later this year. Like you, you need, you basically only need $10 and an Xbox controller and not even an Xbox controller, a Bluetooth controller of any kind. Yeah. To play PS4. It. You could have a PS4 controller if you want. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's weird. Like, I mean, uh, not to like side tangent, like I, on Boss Rush podcast earlier, I said I wanted to play Horizon on a on PC. Well, like I was looking at it, and like if you go to their Steam page, it shows the buttons for an Xbox controller. Yeah. So it's it's like, man, this is some weird times we're living in. I just think Xbox is doing all the right things, you know, with crossplay, cross buy, smart delivery, Game Pass. Uh, a ton of new IPs and a ton of new studios to work with. A lot of great ideas, right? Like I think uh, Battletoads and Psychonauts are on the low end of things that they want to do. Not, not in terms of quality, but like yeah. 
they're experimenting with games at different price points if you don't have game pass right like battle toads was really cool i think psychonauts is going to be a big hit for them uh just because double fine is so beloved uh i, I just they're hitting all the right notes and i'm yeah. excited for the future of xbox yeah and ed and i ed, i know you've you know like you've kind of you know as as we've talked about things and uh, you know over the over the years or whatever and you know like we've you've even mentioned like how you've been excited because they have you know had a lot of different uh things and like trying to have a more diverse you know thing you know games to choose from um you know and i think that you know that ultimately that's what that's what i would rather have than just having um, you know, certain kinds of, of first party games and, you know, like not, you know, not just like if they were to go back to just sticking to only making Halo games and only making, you know, like uh, Gears games and that's it. And like, you know, only shooter games. Like, I'm glad that they're, they, that we are getting our Sea of Thieves and our, you know, and, and the Grounded and, uh, you know, and, and, bringing fable back and and like and trying to get more things to do and not everything needs to be a fable or a forza like i want i still want those you know battle toads and uh you know all those fun little weird games and you know i know we've kind of talked about that stuff and you've been like I said, you that you know you kind of enjoy that they're they have a little bit more diversity and things. So, but yeah, would you would you like to talk? Go ahead and talk about your uh, your history, Ed, and kind of the things that that have made Xbox kind of stick out. Um. Well, for me, it was kind of like seeing it at EGM when they had uh, Xbox versus GameCube doing comparisons and games and stuff. And I know I went with a GameCube, and I already had a PS2. Um, I waited a little bit to get the Xbox because they had the S controller at that time. So when I got it, uh-huh. um, you know, I the first thing I got was like Psychonauts and playing that game and picking up uh, some other things. And I played Halo, and it was it was okay for what it was at that time. I, I did the land thing with a lot of people, you know, eating pizza, having drinks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, pizza. Pizza and but, Halo. <laughs> but it was, it was just like there were games that uh, when I couldn't find it on GameCube or PS2, they were on Xbox, so I would go get them. And I kind of yeah. enjoyed playing those games, like Whiplash and uh, Prince of Persia, The Warrior Within, um and things like that and you know i i enjoyed what they had to offer you know uh i skipped the 360 um because i had a ps3 and people Mm kind of know my feelings about that but when it uh came to xbox one um looking at the design i was just like oh i love the design of the system because when i seen the ps4 i was just like that looks like a george former grill or a kit kat bar like i was I gonna not- say it looks like a broken <laughs> kit kat bar and somebody yeah. stole half of it 
I did not <laughs> like that the, the design of it, but I, eventually I did get a PS4. But mm-hmm. it was seeing Rise of the Tomb Raider, and after mm-hmm. like literally after playing Tomb Raider on PS3, I was just like, they got the exclusive for Rise. Like to mm-hmm. me at that time, I had to get an Xbox One because I had to get Rise. And then I went back and got some of their old stuff. And then it was seeing uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. And I was just like, I'm so glad I got an Xbox One playing Quantum Break, you know, looking at that. Uh, and then just looking at some of the, like, uh, you know, playing Vanquish on PS3 and seeing that it was like com- backwards compatible for Xbox One. You know, mm-hmm. I at the time I was playing a lot of Xbox One to still do. And I think that that's when I felt like Microsoft found their footing in game, you know, um, uh, Offering, you know, a diverse library, um, people counted them out when, you know, surprisingly, they had a lot of great titles. You know, Forza Motorsport 4 is one of the best titles on Xbox One. Um, I switched over, you know, I played Destiny on PS3, but I switched over for Destiny 2 on on Xbox One because I love the controller. I think the Xbox One controller... It feels good. Like I don't need an S or anything. I, Something about that. I feel that like the, I feel like the Xbox controller is the best controller on the market right now. I I really do. Um, I think the Xbox One controller is a little bit better than the Xbox Series controller, especially mm-hmm. like the D pad. I feel like the D pad still kind of. Mm-hmm. That's like the one thing that they need to work on. I feel like is the D pad. I remember the I remember the 360 control. Remember the silver 360 controllers that had the uh, D pad that rotated, and you could either yeah. have it like boosted up, or you could have it flush with the with the console. Right. Yeah. I feel like I missed that. Um, but other than that, like the way it feels, uh, the way it just, I don't know. I Ed, I love this controller. Like the, the the Xbox, I think the Xbox One controller, and I since I haven't got to play Series X yet, I felt like the Xbox One controller felt good for action games, felt good for, of course, shooters. Um, there was something about you know holding it and playing games on it that really felt comfortable. Definitely for a lot of third party games, the first party stuff, yes, like playing Forza, like I mentioned, playing Minecraft or. Um, playing like even Alan Wake and stuff it just always felt comfortable definitely playing the Gears trilogy and yeah. Gears 4 5. like Gears 5 still to this day looks amazing Dude, Gears like, 5 is just phenomenal and, looking and one and one X just like seeing the power that Microsoft put into that system to make games look like draw dropping gorgeous I felt like like I said earlier, Microsoft found a footing with the Xbox One because it it was one of the things that, uh, and I talked to Corey about this. Uh, not Jesse, me, you talked about it. It's just that it felt like when a company has their downtime, like they're not doing so well, their next system sometimes make them better. You know, mm-hmm. PS3 was Sony's downtime coming from PS2, but look at how PS4 did. Three sixty. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say you look at the GameCube and then, like, it, you look at the GameCube and then the Wii, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we love the GameCube and a lot of the games on the GameCube, yeah. but it only sold 20 million units. And then you look at the Wii; it's like the second best-selling console of all time. 
Right. Yeah. And then you even look at the Wii U and how that did, and and then Switch, you know, going up and down. Um, yeah. Microsoft had that kind of with the Xbox 360. You know, 360 was high on, on you know, during that during that era. And then Xbox One had their low points. I mean, it's still so good, but they had their low points because of some of the mistakes that was happening. But look at Series X now. A lot of people are playing it and everything. And, and, it, feel, and it feel like Microsoft learned over time. Um, and I always yeah. call this the, the Nintendo effect of stuff is that over time, companies get better with stuff. And when they get better, they produce out some of the best quality in games. And I think Microsoft is knocking it out, you know, offering Game Pass to those who want it. Um, making their online making probably one of the best online uh services for gaming for everybody mm-hmm. i even wrote a blog about it i think playing with friends and everything xbox is the best place to do it you know they, they they've been doing it since 360 i mean they did it with xbox one uh, the regular yeah. xbox but like with 360 that's when online gaming was birthed and it was well it wasn't getting birthed it was being perfected you know yeah. with like it, like with Call of Duty, that was a big yeah. one. You know, getting the kinks and stuff uh, out and everything. And then just yeah. look at how Xbox One is, how easy it is, and and everything. Uh, you know, PlayStation Three, yeah, they had online functionality, but it wasn't up to the stuff that Xbox Three Sixty had at that time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because Xbox, you know, like with the first Xbox, and you know, obviously we know that PS Two had had some online Mm -hmm. functionality but but like xbox like when that first xbox came out and like it was like okay like something that was only at the time really done for the most part on pc now no longer was only a pc thing it it could be done on consoles now too and yeah and then xbox just kind of had that that you know time to be able to perfect that and start it sooner than everyone else did, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then they kind of had the lead on that. And like, I know you don't have a series X, but like, you know, like one of the other things too, is like, we've kind of always thought that, you know, with Xbox or with a new console that we want them to have a new UI and blah, blah, blah. But like, look at, look at how well, uh, series X and Xbox people have made out with them sticking with with what they kind of already had and just improving upon it. And right. you've got people the, complaining I mean, about PS5. Yeah, I was about to broken. say like not to not to crap on the PS5 or anything, but a no. lot of people are struggling with the new UI because it's you know it doesn't have a lot of the same features. It doesn't you know that I guess the trophy system is pretty jacked. Uh, you know and uh, yeah, some people were a little underwhelmed because it didn't really feel like they were getting something new. But at the same time, I was like, man, I don't have to relearn this. I don't have to like mm-hmm. look around. I know how to use the interface. I know how to use the store, right? Like it just felt good to know what I was getting into. If, and like, oh well, my games look better. They run better, right? Like, okay, so we didn't have a... a we didn't have a Demon Souls or a, a Spider Man at launch, right? But like. I got Gears 5 at 120 frames a second. I got, you know, all these great upgrades to games that I already own. Uh, You know, and some people say that that's an excuse or whatever, but I don't really think it is. I feel like I feel like I got great value buying it at launch because of uh, 
the upgrades I got, I still love Gears, right? Like, I play Gears mm-hmm. often. Uh, Gears Tactics, uh, for me, was, like, an awesome launch game for the console. I think, uh, like, that's more Gears in a cool XCOM-style thing. Like, that's awesome. It's, it's one of the things that happened with Nintendo. I'm not sorry, jumping back onto the Nintendo, but everybody thought we wouldn't Switch expect have... anything less of you. Ed. No, everybody thought <laughs> everybody thought when Switch first came out, it wouldn't have no games. Mm-hmm. Like they were. But... I mean, we did a whole episode about it, right? Like, right. does Switch have enough games at launch? And it was, it was what one, two, Switch, Bomberman, and Zelda, right? And it turns right. out like it did some okay, games. well, they didn't really need anything other than Zelda, right? Like we had that discussion. And then throughout the year, they was dropping gems. And you look at Series X and you look at PlayStation 5 and people are asking, where are the games at and stuff? And it's just the reverse. It's it's so weird. And I think Microsoft is doing a good job, you know, of course, getting these studios and stuff. But they've been building their library. We've always talked about Microsoft building up a good library. So when they so when more systems could become more available, when people go out and get these systems, they could go get the medium. They could go get Halo Infinite. They could get Hellblade 2 and Gears 5 and Grounded and and all of these other games that that would be available for, you know, it's just, I think Microsoft is on the right track, and I think we're out the, with twenty years. They had to go some ups and downs to be where they're at. You know, every you don't, console does exactly. Yep. You know, you don't. It's not about being the best. It's offering the best that you can. You know, yeah. Nintendo's not the best at everything, but they offer some quality games. Sony's not yeah. the best at everything, but they offer some good quality of games, some some of the best game of the year stuff for both companies. Microsoft does the same thing. Corey, you mentioned Quantum Break. I think Quantum Break is one of Remedy's best games ever. It is. You know? I don't yeah. I don't think there's any arguing that. It's just it's yeah. just stuck on a platform that uh you know it the launch was bad and a lot of people didn't buy it because you know it was five hundred dollars came with connect and Mm -hmm. uh was less powerful and more expensive and like i i really think that that was a huge advantage for playstation to take off the way it did i really do think that yeah that price point and coming with connect was the uh plus like their their bad you know kind of handling of always online stuff which which by the way is happening on both consoles. They're always online thing, pretty much. If you don't like, if you buy digital stuff or you know Game Pass, you always have to be connected. You have to check in every forty-eight mm-hmm. hours or whatever. That stuff exists on both consoles right now, and people don't uh, even think about it. It's mm-hmm. about it was about the messaging and how bad the messaging was, and you know I feel like people in twenty twenty-one can appreciate that more than they could in 2013 right like it, it just mm-hmm. uh that just was just a bad yeah. everything but well over... you know people just don't like change and yeah you know that's... and 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 uh, you know like and I, w- I just wanted to say one other thing too that i like you know one of the reasons that i that i celebrate you know xbox is you know their their ability to try to be more transparent about things mm-hmm. and try to listen to people oh, yeah. and you know they could have just as easily during then just not told us that that kind of stuff was going to happen and then it just happened and people be like whoa whoa you know but it was 
but they they were forward about it and it they was, said that they wanted to do that and it was it's looking at Phil Spencer's leadership. I, I always yeah. bring up the water thing, but I bring up the water because he was on everything about Nintendo. And you yeah. got to kind of recognize the face. Phil Spencer's doing the same thing. He takes yeah. accountability for any any mess ups and stuff. When you know he'll go out and talk more and hype up the system and talk great about games. So we got a visual thing. Like I don't even know what the uh, what is it for PlayStation for Jim Crow that. Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. <laughs> Jim Ryan. You know he's getting a lot of stuff for PlayStation Five because of the quotes that he's saying and all the things that's going. But when mm-hmm. we see when we it's... saw Iwata and when we oh go ahead Corey. I'm sorry. Oh, I was I was gonna say before you continue, it's like you can tell, and, and this isn't true all the time, but you can tell when a leader plays and knows the product, mm-hmm. right? Like Phil Spencer plays games, Iwata clearly played nintendo games right like he he designed and built some of the best yeah. games on nintendo and yeah like yeah. you clearly know when your leader knows the product and it's clear that jim ryan doesn't really know the product he's the businessman right like he yes. is a businessman through and through which isn't always a bad thing right like i, mm-hmm. I think that they're making interesting decisions like the final fantasy uh stuff is really interesting mm-hmm. uh i that they're they seem to be doing like i i just i really think that they're making moves because uh almost as a reaction to microsoft's buying the studios right because Mm -hmm. i mean microsoft has more uh cash on hand than sony ever will right to buy studios to have exclusives uh but sony's making these deals to keep games off of xbox and uh Jim Ryan's clearly the businessman who knows how to handle a business, but right, it's very clear that he does not understand the legacy of PlayStation. He does not understand what would please the hardcore fan base. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, backwards compatibility or letting players play old games that they really love. Like, you know, how many people have been asking PlayStation to have backwards compatibility like Xbox? Even if it wasn't as good as Xboxes, they still want to stick their disc in and play the games, right? Like that. Yeah. And it's about preservation. Just, yeah. You know, like I mean, that's the there thing. Is yeah. There's a quote quote going around from Jim Ryan, like when he went to a Gran Turismo event, uh, celebrating the history of the series, and they had like all all the numbered entries of Gran Turismo uh, at this event to promote Gran Turismo Seven for when it comes out, and he was like. Like something like along the lines of this game looks like shit. Who would want to play this, right? Like he said that about his own company's legacy, and it's like, well, the point. Like I'm not saying anybody wants to go back and play Gran Turismo, but somebody's going to want to go back. Yeah, but somebody's going to want to go back and play Ape Escape or Crash or Spyro or, you know, Metal Gear Solid One, which is not available on a modern console. Think about that. One of the most influential games of all time. The last generation it was released on was PlayStation 3, right? And you, like, if you don't have PlayStation 3, you cannot play Metal Gear Solid, which is yeah. crazy to me because that series it's, is so influential and so good in its own right in terms of like characters and story. And like, it's one of the most talked about series of all time. And you can't even play the first game, right? And I so, think, you know, I think he didn't realize like, 
because like even like of course going back to Nintendo, but but like with the DS, but, but with the DS and Wii, like they always had gay, they always had backwards compatibility from old stuff that you could play on, and mm-hmm. Nintendo have been doing it for years. You know, and they have been asking Xbox, even when 360 came out, can we play our regular Xbox games? Because you got a great, huge library. And it took it took Phil Spencer to Xbox One to be like, you know what? They really, people are really asking for this. And look what they've that, done. They did. That, put, oh, go ahead. That, sorry. Uh, I was going to, sorry. I don't mean to keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. Uh, that, that clip of Phil Spencer of him saying we didn't know it was possible, but our engineering team has made it possible and i'm here to announce backwards compatibility that clip has been floating around the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and it's like it's such a cool clip even though like how how many theoretically how many games have you played backwards compatible the last you know five years right like i i could probably name like 10 games i've gone back to look at and play not finish just play mm-hmm. right like Mm-hmm. But it's so cool that I can just be like, okay, this game's I had on disc is on sale for five, four bucks, right? Like I just, mm-hmm. I just got the uh, first two Splinter Cell games for yeah, like six dollars, right? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever go back and play them, but I remember how influential and how amazing that first Splinter Cell game was. Like, if I want to check it out for like a video we're gonna do in the future, uh spoilers i want to do more video stuff with xbox you know jesse yeah. you and i talk about the game Pass stuff all the time yeah uh i'm like what if we need footage of splinter cell what if we need you know what if we want to check it out what if i just want to play it someday and uh the fact that i can just do that without having to worry about you know hooking up another console or mm-hmm. you know yeah. okay granted there's still a few games that i have my 360 hooked up for like you know Falls like the Transformers Cybertron games or the Ninja Turtles yeah. games or whatever. Like, yeah, licensing is always going to be an issue, and you're not going to get ever get everything right. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that they're making the effort and trying and making sure the games run not only correctly but better in most cases, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I was going to say with the AI, with the AI learning stuff that they're it, using right now, you can yeah. get those games it, at 4K. Have you played the original Psychonauts lately? It's no, running. I haven't, at, yeah, I downloaded it, it, but I haven't. It's played running it at like 1440p and 60 frames a second, and it looks and runs better than it ever did on the original and Xbox. It's it's, that, this is crazy, and th- and that's good that Microsoft is doing that. That they are enhancing games and stuff. I think just the idea of backwards compatibility is just. It was surprising that they couldn't do it. Um, and I, a lot of people might have a reason or excuse, but it's good that they work hard toward it. And the show that yeah. Microsoft was working hard toward it because I'm like, if you got 20 years of games, people really want to go back and play it and everything, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was just good to see that Microsoft is able to do that now. Um, yeah. I, I, I may get on Microsoft about some things, but I, I love the fact that they are offering a lot of this stuff to a lot of players who are just mm-hmm. jumping on, jumping into the Microsoft ecosystem and checking out a history of their games from the original Xbox and 360 and even Xbox One. And, you know, uh, it's good to see that and they continue to work hard to get that going so mm-hmm. and, um and you know like i i was you know like it's kind of a joke uh you know an inside joke but you know like everyone was posting the other day um like uh 
like the amounts of Google searches and stuff for certain things and all that, right? And there's kind of some some stuff going on, but I, you know, I just thought for what, you know, what the heck, I would you go. You can go to the Google Analytics and then you can type in like things, and then it will show like how much they're being searched and you know how how frequently and how many you know searches for those things they get. And I just for the fun of it, I just put Nintendo playstation and xbox in in there and xbox is at a steady like above everyone else as far as people searching for google and google for stuff so like they're obviously they're doing enough to be in people's mind share right now Mm -hmm. you know where they need to be you know because you know there's uh, there's still a lot of people talking about you know, PlayStation 5 and stuff because of the difficulties of trying to get a hold of things, you know, and there's always going to be talk about Nintendo and stuff like that. But, you know, 10 years or, or even less, well, you know, like five, six years ago, there's no way that Xbox would have really been trending really high like that, you know, being being searched and you know, and looked into and things like that, but they've been doing so many good things that they're, that people want to learn about what's going on over there, you know, and what they're doing. And, and it's just good to see, you know, we, we want to, you know, we, all three of us, we want to see all these consoles, you know, like do well, because, you know, like competition is what makes things better and and it's just really nice to see it xbox you know sometimes sometimes yes competition but i think sometimes it's about experience you know you want to get as much experience in the game from different companies as you can like microsoft is good about giving a certain experience about the game whether whether it's it whether it's in the 80s or 90s or whatever people want to see it they give Mm -hmm. you a great experience you leave coming away from that game you know being hooked on it being a joy you know enjoying it and be like oh i can't wait to go back and talk to my friends about this and Mm -hmm. you know or i can't wait to play this online functionality part of the game with them and everything or even even meet new people do that do that experience you know uh microsoft is good at that uh sony mm-hmm. and nintendo they they do the same thing uh it's just that microsoft offers it more in a sense mm-hmm. you know i think we do all three of them are succeeding in their own way and they're all delivering the experience that uh depending on who you are you're getting something out of it and everything and i think for the next couple of years with microsoft they're going to continue to deliver experience now if they're going to own half of the western market by buying up companies that we shall that we, we shall see but you but Microsoft needs that because it's to me it's not a competing factor. Is that I hopefully hopefully they have the games that people want to play and experience yeah. and stuff. And if Microsoft yeah. if Microsoft is willing to to rescue a company, give a company a try, build up a company and everything, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. You know uh, that the, and like being able to make deals with with Japanese companies to convince them that Xbox is a viable place to put their games mm-hmm. to, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we've seen the success of Yakuza. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen the success of kingdom hearts and final Fa- older final fantasy games coming over to Xbox and game pass in general, right? Like that. I feel yeah. like once they 
make that jump and really get in the mindset, at least convince Japanese companies, maybe not that, that their players should be playing on Xbox, but that, you know, Western players want their games on the Xbox platform. Mm -hmm. I feel like that, I feel like they will be just as good or even, maybe even better in some cases than PlayStation because, because of their diverse library and their diverse set of, uh, uh, studios and ip and stuff so like to me like i i don't i know we've talked about this a lot like across the board even on crossroads right but like playstation has so many samey games right you look at they're all by the numbers over the shoulder action games and like don't get me wrong i love those games i i like tomb raider is one of my favorite franchises of all time right Mm -hmm. like the 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 third person action genre is amazing like i'm it's sitting here saying that i realize gears is my favorite xbox ip and it's a third person over the shoulder action game but like i i just don't know how your entire library can can rely on that genre somebody's going to want something different at some point right like yeah Mm -hmm. some of my favorite sony games are games that aren't even that genre right like you look at uh uh concrete genie is such an interesting game like the the sackboy game that just came out for playstation right like the three like it almost looks like mario 3d world but with sackboy which is awesome i think that's such a great choice astrobot seems to be getting such an um, amazing uh uh reception Reception. right like i i feel like you know i mean ed you and you you talk about the the last Last of us but the last guardian a lot which is Mm -hmm. you know one of your favorite and guess what it's not a third person action game it's more of like an adventure style game right and and mm-hmm. i think sony needs more of that and i think that's where xbox shines right where maybe they don't have the uh quote unquote uh, uh narrative games that sony does but at the end of the day i still feel like gameplay is king i still feel like if you put out a great game that plays well you know the story stuff can come later right i mean look at destiny how terrible that story is right like don't get me wrong i love destiny but the story in the game is terrible like you have to go to so many outside sources just to figure out what's going on right that's why on tower casuals like every time like josh breaks down the lore i pay attention because it's like oh i didn't know that i need to i would love to see like some of these big story moments play out in game, which some of the biggest stuff that happens in destiny story, especially recently happens off screen or out of, out of the game. And it's like, well, why didn't you show that in like a cutscene or like one of your cool artistic, uh, you know, slides that you do when a new expansion yeah. comes out, like you could tell these stories and it's really interesting. So, you know, I, I feel like, if the gameplay is great, the story stuff will come. And I really feel like Microsoft has made the leap to at least try to compete in that space. Right. We talked about gears five already, which is the best story. I, I, I feel like gears five is the best game Microsoft has ever produced period. Yeah. I I mean, like, you know, I wasn't super, I wasn't super like, like I've always liked gears. But I, you know, I was never like hooked, like, you know, a lot by that franchise. But this, you know, five really, 
is what really, really made me excited for six. Like five has a more focused narrative than the other games. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the other games try to go for a cinematic paint by numbers, um, kind of, kind of, kind of design. Where I feel like five is so focused, even though it feels Mm -hmm. linear. Um, it's telling a straight story. It's not pulling stunts. It's not trying to make anything big or grand. It may, it's trying to make you feel invested. And the Gears mm-hmm. 5 does a great job with that. I think that's mm-hmm. where when we were talking about God of War for PS4, uh, it was just like, it, it was weird to me that people were talking about, oh, the narrative, this is the best narrative. And talking about, I'm like, narrative has always been in games. Why did you feel like that? You just now I, take a note of it. Like I like God of War, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I I'm about to, I was I was talking to Jesse before we started recording, and I feel I feel like over the last month or so, I've really been focusing on like instead of what the industry wants to hear or like how they think we should feel, like I should just say what I I feel instead of like trying to worry about what everybody else is feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I like God of War. I don't I don't think it's great like I it's it's like it's great in the sense of like oh it plays well and like the story's good it's I mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I, think it's, I don't think it's anything revolutionary I think that I think the menu system and the map system suck right like I, I mean don't get me wrong I think God of War is great I like that I used to love that well, series that, but, well and that's that's just it like games some games just don't need to be perfect to have fun and like we play I mean, games because we want to have fun well it, you were talking about biomutant on the boss yeah. podcast jesse like that yeah. game is getting all kinds of sixes and sevens but like who cares it's fun, it's, fun. Right. it's not that the game has don't have to be has to be perfect it's it's mm-hmm. that games don't have to try so hard like if yeah. you if you literally there's a balance that needs to be there uh for games and i think that's why, like, with me being a Nintendo player, I find that balance because they know how to tell a narrative but also make it fun. And yeah. I think when gangs try to be so cinematic and so over the top and really try to, like, have this big um, experience of a moment, you sometimes be like, okay, that was great, but you pulled this car over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And I'm just talking yeah. about gangs who try to go for that big narrative. I think, mm-hmm. Marcus- I think Microsoft... I won't say Microsoft. I think uh, Ninja Theory did a great job with Hellblade, being mm-hmm, able yeah. to tell that tell that story and that narrative, but yeah. also focus on the theme with a little bit of the gameplay and make you realize that hey, this is a deep game, and that's what you need to focus on. And also, you're helping people who are dealing with this. And I think that's right. why I talk about the Last Guardian. It's because oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say. By the way, speaking of Hellblade. Another game that Metacritic was is like a seven point five or eight. It's not a perfect ten, right? But you know the gameplay is 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 good and the story that they're telling is great. And I I know that this is kind of like reverse what I said about God of War just now and how I kind of feel gameplay is king. But like that's a situation where the story kind of trumps the the gameplay and uh. It, it's really trying to do something interesting it, with their storytelling, and I feel like that's what a lot of people grabbed onto that game. I mean, that that combat is it's it's fun, it's fine, it's really simple, right? But it's not trying to like 
reinvent the wheel on anything. Right. But mm-hmm. you know, it it was it was about the it was about the message and what that message was being attached. Like when people were buying Hellblade, you were also they were Nintendo was donating to a charity to no not not a charity. They was donated for research for that for uh what schizophrenia I think was it that uh I think it's psychosis yeah it, yeah. Yeah, you know, hurt, and yeah. so that that even made the game more in the in the story more appealing because they weren't just doing it just to make money off a game; they were doing it with also with a charity in mind and research. Yeah. And you don't get that in games. And now seeing that Microsoft purchased Ninja Theory and everything, they yeah they'll have a higher production and stuff. But I think Ninja Theory is gonna be like we still want to tell a story. We still want yeah. to focus on that. And I think that's what that's the thing about Microsoft giving these companies. Um, uh, uh, these companies, you know, being able to tell their stories. It's not to me personally. It's not about oh, they just throwing away, throwing around money so they could tell these grand things. No, it's going to be that Microsoft wants these companies to give, uh, put out this art, put out the express, this expression of a game, and really connect to players and really, really so that yes, games can be fun, but they also could have a meaning. That's more and, and, market, and it's good to see Microsoft doing that. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. wanna, you know, they I think I think, you know, they've kind of made it very clear, you know, with their their kind of letting these studios do stuff um that they wanna do is they wanna make sure that they have the funds and and the you know the 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 support and stuff to make sure that they can they can continue doing what they're doing. And have you know a little bit more security because, you know, like with the the world of gaming, there's a there's a lack of security a lot of the times. You know, like if you don't make a you know do a decent game that like like you could be gone, you know, after your game is released. Like because if so, you know, if you're being supported by someone and they don't feel like they want to continue supporting you. And like you know, and that's not to say that that's never going to happen uh, ever again in inside of Microsoft, but I I feel like that they've they've really picked and choose the the companies that they wanted to buy for for reasons because they already had a really good relationship in mm-hmm. some cases before. And they just wanted to solidify those, almost like a marriage, <laughs> well, but, of sorts, you know. Well, now, so. well, now it's going to be up to the players. I, yeah. you can invest in as many gangster companies if as you want, but it's going to be up to the players to get it. You could be well, so happy gonna that. Have to... It's going to be different now, though, right? Because of Game yeah. Pass, like you're, they're going to look at mm-hmm. engagement with these yeah. companies in these games, right? Where. Yep. Like you look at the Outer Worlds, for example, it just came out that it's sold 3.5 million copies. But how many people engage with it because of Game Pass? I know I didn't buy the game, yeah. right? Like I played through Game mm-hmm. Pass, and and yeah, those sales numbers are impressive for a new IP. But like that could easily be double or even tripled because of Game Pass, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I especially because it came out for Game Pass on PC and Xbox. Um, and you know, I, I know Microsoft didn't publish that first game, but they own Obsidian and they're going to publish the second game. 
So they're going to be looking at uh, engagement with, mm-hmm. uh, with you know. And, and yeah, because Microsoft reports on a lot about the numbers of things being played. Uh, of course, we could always focus on numbers of being sold. And uh, I know me and Jesse have talked about, yeah, it's great that there is engagement about how many people are really finishing these games. I think Microsoft is not worried about if people are finishing them. I think Microsoft is just like, as long as we know and get a comp that you guys are playing it on our service. Right. I mean, I haven't enough. finished any, well, any game. I think that I played on Game Pass. Like, for to be well, honest with you, I, well, and I and I, you know, the thing the thing is though too is I think I think they know what kind of people that you know like game things like Game Pass are targeted mm-hmm. towards, and yeah. you know, and and I think too like you've got you know like I've told you guys that like it, since Game Pass, I've been much more uh venturous in what mm-hmm. i try to play right same that's not yeah. that's not something that you can do when you can't just buy everything without you know knowing really what you're getting into and playing it well yeah, yeah. And i mean if, you if can I, but if i if i like a game on game pass i'm more likely to buy it right like yeah I, or fin- i mean yeah, like, or finish it there's there's games that i will always buy right like i'll always buy gears right even though it's on game pass because i love that series um but when psychonauts 2 comes out if i like it i'm gonna go buy it right like i'm gonna buy the physical copy to sit on my shelf and not open just like the rest of my xbox games but well i think well i think that that's something and, and like, like i said microsoft is not worried about people finishing people you know microsoft is just like as long as we know the numbers that you guys are playing it that's fine you know mm-hmm. with them because they know they're they're consistently getting revenue from players and everything mm-hmm. so it's up to the players if they want to finish it or not and i mm-hmm. think that's the, i think i think that's the thing that microsoft you know, is really focused on. Uh, it's kind of a concern for me, but I'm I'm trying to be positive <laughs> with it because, <laughs> like I said, you could throw all the money on in the world uh, to these games, but I'm like, if the if the game is just so up and down, you know, it's gonna it's gonna feel weird. But I think Microsoft is gonna be like, yeah, we got 3.5 people playing Starfield, or we got six million players playing or Elder Scrolls Six. That's the only thing that Microsoft cares about because mm-hmm. they know that we got the players and they're paying us money to play these great games. We made it easier for them to play these games. They and, don't have to go out and spend whatever to get them. Go ahead. And you know, even if you don't want to pay for Game Pass, like Microsoft's still gonna get your seventy dollars now, right? Or sixty. I don't I don't know if Microsoft raised the price on their games or not, but like they they did. You, I think you, it's seventy. Did they? Did they? Well, I mean, I guess we really won't know until yeah, we don't really Halo yeah. comes out because that's really right. the first because medium was medium was what fifty. Yeah, but that was that was but it wasn't first party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's plus, the like, thing is we uh, we don't know, but. Oh, I was I was just gonna say like plus with Microsoft having Game Pass on PC and Xbox and mobile now, uh, I mean we kind of said this at the beginning, but like you don't need an Xbox to play Xbox games anymore, which is like crazy to think about. But mm-hmm. you know what if I mean <laughs> if Nintendo was just like, hey, we have an app on a smart TV now, and all you need is a you know Pro controller to play our games, like. I don't know, man. I, I 
I just really like where Xbox is at and I believe in the product, right? Like I, I mean, I, I very rarely don't believe in a product, but like, I don't really care what PlayStation is doing right now. I don't, you know what I mean? Like not to say that their product is bad or anything. I just, I don't care about what they're doing right now. So why do I need a PlayStation five? Right. And I told, I told Jesse and I told boss rush, the boss rush crew tonight, like, yeah, I'm going to get a PlayStation five for horizon because I believe in that product, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I believe in the game. Uh, I don't believe in what Sony's offering in terms of online stuff or, it, you know, backwards compatibility or so, anything, but like, I believe in the Xbox as a product, right? It, like it, I, I believe it and like the games will come and the games I like are already good. Like I still think Halo five is really fun to play. The story yeah. is crap, but like how many times have we, <laughs> play through halo 5 together and just be like oh man this is dumb fun i don't even really care yeah that should kick, that should kick me off this <laughs> hell of it. which but... i mean halo is one of the rare first person shooters where i actually care about the story and like i would have liked halo 5 to be better but that's a game where the gameplay was so fun that it's like after you get over oh man this story is i don't really understand what's happening still and like after it. you got past that it's like well yeah we're just going to be three friends and shoot aliens and not, you know, not think too hard about it. You know, and I think, I think that's why like it, this, this kind of, kind of also affects series X. And I think Microsoft is, has taken a notice of it, you know, get gearing up to release a lot of games that for some people, they're asking the questions. Why do I even need next year? Because mm-hmm. the games are not there. The, yeah. the the ability to play uh, older games and the functionality to get that experience is there, but it's almost going for some people. It feel like it's almost about to go on a year, definitely for Series mm-hmm. X, that they haven't played anything that defies Series X. And this is not an I'm not trying to have no, a. I mean, to... I know it. I know what you mean, Ed. Like I was, yeah. I was telling Jesse, you know, the reason why I got a Series X is to play Destiny at 60 frames a second. That game is totally playable at 30 frames yep. a second on an Xbox mm-hmm. One. Yep. Did I need right. this? They, no. But yeah, but do you you don't you don't have to buy a massive expensive computer though to be able to get you know better better you know True. quality out of the things you already own. You know. True, and 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 that's why I think when it comes, and I think that's why the sales of Switch has been strong is because yeah. there's something on there that when you get the system, there's a lot of stuff that have must play, must has on it. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is supposed, this situation that's happening on with Xbox and stuff is what happened with N64. <laughs> you know, when you had a big drop, even with PlayStation, that you had a big drop, they went from Miles Morales now to Ratchet and Clank. I mean, well, Demon Souls, but that was that was. But you know, I mean, yeah. like, they, there's really no real exclusive that's like for the general audience, right? Like, mm-hmm. Demon Souls is a very specific audience. audience I think yeah. I think Returnal is like a very specific audience, right? Yeah. And Miles Miles Morales was on PlayStation Four, right? Like, I, I to me, there's still no reason to own a PlayStation Five. Like, I know Ratchet and Clank. A lot of people are excited for that. Like. Again, I'm not saying these are bad games, right? I'm just saying that these games aren't for me, you know? So I really don't see a reason to own that console. I bought a a Series X 
at launch. I didn't see a reason to really buy it either, except for the fact that I Destiny. wanted to play Destiny at 60 frames a second. I was excited for Hell, uh, Hellblade 2 and Halo, right? I mean, we thought mm-hmm. Halo was coming uh, last year too, right, mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, but, like, there, there was really no reason when you can play all this on your Xbox One, you know, right. granted lower frame rate resolution whatever but still or playable and, uh, i gotta tell you i have a series s also guess which console i play most series, series s. s you know why because it's in my office and it's easy to move and i can take it in the bedroom i can move it around it's it's a i i hated the console when they first showed it off with that big black circle on top mm-hmm. it's just it's it might be the coolest console they've ever built like I'm not even joking it's so cool like if we weren't doing podcasts and stuff and I wasn't concerned about having the best things like the series s is just like it would be the console I would would have gotten and just I kept. still think it's like a speaker which hey man and, <laughs> and, and you know and then and I think that's why that's why I think that's why I, Marcus, like I, I'm glad that this happened to Sony and Microsoft for them to learn when things like this happen. How do you prepare for it? How do you work through it? Because like Nintendo, they've been through this with, like I said, the N64. But you know, they've been trying to get stuff together with with their own systems and everything. Um, it's just it's just good to see that Microsoft is preparing because uh, I, me and Jesse talked about it. I think me, I think all three of us talked about it. That I think Microsoft is gonna go in hard. If they didn't, if the pandemic mm-hmm. didn't happen, Microsoft would they go in hard with games and Series I X. Still think, I still think they are. I just think they're just delayed, right? Like I mean, yeah. Psycho, yeah. Psychonauts. Like, granted, it's coming to everything, but that's gonna be like their first real kind of since they purchased all these studios this is going to be the first new game from a new studio right yeah i mean well and i i think there is something to um holding back like holding back like when you're when you're in a moment where you know like with the pandemic happening like you know had had they known that the pandemic was happening i you know i don't think they would have given uh a day a release date for for something like a halo you know infinite or something like that but unfortunately that information was already out and then you have something happen so Mm -hmm. like you know like we've i've gone to this and you know i think we've all kind of said this you know that like it's it was a big deal for for halo infinite to be to be um you know delayed but but like to me that was a that was a healthy business decision for them to do that and i don't know if you know who knows if something like that would have happened in the past but like i think i think they've really learned a lot and they've made they've made a lot lot better choices and you know and i and you know, I feel like a lot of people are praising I, them for a lot of the choices they're I, making. I think, three, four, I think 343 Studio is, and, and I think that's why with Retro, when the studio's starting over Metro Prime 4, why do you think they haven't said anything? Why the only yeah. thing that we know about is they've been hiring talent. 
Yeah. Where they they're being quiet about it because they know that they want to bring this product out right. And you know, yeah. if you don't bring product out right, there's there's gonna be ridicule. There's gonna mm-hmm. be public opinion about it, and it's gonna be ridiculous. And I think three four studio studio. I'm glad they got the feedback so they can mm-hmm. make this game better. And they yeah. have. Yeah. You know, I I I really felt I really felt like their hearts was ready to go if the pandemic didn't happen. I think they they were set to really uh, release Halo Infinite and stuff. Yeah. And I think Microsoft had believed, you know, Microsoft and Phil Spencer them, I think they believed in for 343 Studio. They had their back. And but things happened and now they can they get the time to make this game better. And it was, and I think that that's mm. what I like about Microsoft. Like su- the support is what yeah. these studios need, and they're able to do it and stuff. Yeah, and with that, with that said, I think we'll we'll wrap this up here. I'm, you know, I'm glad. Oh man, I'm, I'm having glad. so much fun. I know. I, I was. I'm glad that we that we got to talk. You know, more about this and and get your guys' uh, thoughts on on the 20 years of Xbox. Um, but. I do have other people who would like to talk, sit down and talk with me about That's their true. 20 years of Xbox. <laughs> so, so, uh, so we will, we will, uh, go to them and get their thoughts now. Join us next week on Arsenal X as we finish our celebration of 20 years of Xbox.